trap overflow. I'm always smoking this dope. I got these bins on my own. We going back to my home. Tell me how to turn off Mr. Musics. <sighs> Thank you. Can y'all hear me? Testing one, two. Testing. Can y'all hear me? No. Yes. All right. Y'all can hear me. So. This is was was supposed to be the preseason podcast. Apparently, I should have thought things out a little bit better. So we're gonna have a bigger, probably better preseason podcast. But I'm gonna first start off with what is it? Talking about the what is it recruiting podcast and. The predictions I made from that, and to see how close I got those right. And actually, for the most part, I got those right. I got I've been, I got Tyne right, I got Vic right, I got Jones right. I didn't get Nichols right, but I did get Bowman, I got Perry, I got Robotham, and I got Evans. Yeah, and those are the big ones. So I pretty much got most of the big people right. So I'm going to give myself a little bit of a pat on the back right there. And so it was a really interesting recruiting class just because of how much the SEC actually improved in one class, which normally doesn't happen for one conference, especially with a conference so far behind in the SEC. Are they still the bottom of conference? Probably, yeah. It, it's probably them, if not the Mountain West. But the SEC has put themselves in a really good position in the future. And another school who put themselves in a really good position, obviously number one is Memphis. And when we do the preseason podcast, I'm going to talk a little bit more about why I like Memphis so much. But they just kind of dominated the preseason. They dominated recruiting. What is it? Four guys in the top ten. Four top ten prospects in the same class. And they still, what is it? Let me see this real quick. They still bring back Howard Ruiz. They still have Mario Campbell. They still have Terrence Clark and DJ Wagner. Someone's going to have to sit. You're going to have five-star high guys who would be stars on all pretty much on most teams in the country. On the bench for Memphis. That's how talented that team is. I did say, but I did say I was going to rant about Christian Jones. And my rant's going to be really simple. Really wish he went to Georgia. Oh, 
my mic fell out. That's what happened. That's why y'all didn't hear me. My mic fell out. So let's. What is it? Yeah, my mic fell out. So I was kind of talking to myself for a bit, for a brief moment. And so what is it? Canon Clutch wanted me to talk about the ACC, so that is our first topic for today. We're going to have a little bit into the ACC. Wait, Camilla, can you hear me? Yeah, so we're going to talk about the ACC real quick. Not actually real quick. We're actually going to talk a lot about the ACC. And when you look at the ACC, it is really... I feel like this year is going to be a little bit more interesting, especially in the ACC North, because how much ta- because of how much talent Notre Dame lost, which means Syracuse has a real opportunity to clean. Because they had a real big opportunity actually to clean up in what is it the North, but they only got one. They only got one recruit, and Dan Dean is going to be really good. He's going to be able to fill in nicely when Leland Ramos leaves, but. How much does this actually help them in the years this year? I'm not exactly sure about that one. I'm going to look real quick. I didn't do as much research as I really should have for Syracuse. But they still had three scholarships available. So they definitely could have improved their roster. They really didn't, which is unfortunate. Because when you look at everybody else in the ACC North, there is no other... Syracuse really should have just been able to load up on talent, pitch that they were the only team in the ACC North, and they realistically could have gone 25-5 and five at worst. Even Notre Dame. Notre Dame did get a whole lot of talent this year, though. They got Christopher Hart. They got McKintree. They got Sabian Kane. They got Sean They got, they got Sean Kane. So Syracuse is going to be talented. This team's not gonna near this team's not gonna win twenty nine games like they did last year. That's just not gonna happen. I don't I probably see them winning about twenty two to twenty four games. I feel like that's a reasonable number for for the Irish. They could probably win more. They pro- actually no, they're probably gonna win more than their talents suggest otherwise. But I feel like in ACC North, because there is no weasel right now, it's going to be a lot easier to pick up wins. Villanova still hasn't recruited, so Villanova is going to be trash. Virginia Tech, actually is looking actually pretty decent. Villanova, I was about to say Villanova. Virginia Tech could actually surprise some people. And because of how relatively weak the ACC North is going to be, they have the potential to have 16, 17 wins. They could have a solid season this year. Other schools, Boston College has – actually, Boston College could have a really good season up here. Nice progression because you got Michael Burns, you have – and Mike Taylor and Lonnie Oliver, all who are in this 53, 57 range. And if they progress well enough, you could see a really – a nice Boston College team. Virginia. Virginia's uh, 
Virginia's just not going to be good. So I'm not going to talk about Virginia. Take me more hunt my circle jerk people. Circle jerk. And now let's talk about what y'all actually want me to talk about when we talk about the ACC is the ACC South. And when you look at Miami, I don't Miami's going to be really interesting because they did lose a couple of their big standout guys from last year. They lost on Kyle's typing. So let me, before I talk about Miami, let's hear Kyle. That probably won't be taking too long, so I'm going to keep going. So Miami did lose. I want they lost talent. They lost McLean. They lost, actually, they lost both of their grad transfers for last year who actually played. Hold on real quick, real quick. I'm sorry to leave y'all on pause like this. But I'm going to do something real quick to make my life a lot easier when talking, which is pull up two different – which is to pull up two different exports. So it's a lot – what is it, easier to find things? So keep telling me what y'all want to talk about. And so they did lose Rocco Stills, who put up 26.1 PER, had 12 points and four rebounds and four assists. So that's going to be a big loss for them on that size different on that size. They also lost, what is it, McLean. They lost Mark Ward. The thing is, after that, they didn't lose that many people. And so while Rocco Stills is going to be – Big loss. You would think Miami would have been able to reload a little bit more, but Nate Sachs is nice. Sean Yates is nice. Andrew Nash. They did get Christian Jones and Dylan Warlick. So this is going to be a nice class, but Warlick, I'm not I'm struggling to see how he'll gonna how he's going to help in their first year, given the fact that they're already big. Even though he can't be a nice rotational big for him on the bench, you also have Christian Jones. So I feel like he's going to make a huge impact. Which, unfortunately, Tyron Thatcher is going to be on the bench for another season. Great. Great for him, Tyron Thatcher. Next, the team I actually. Hold on. I lost something. What is it? Whoa. I'm tired. It was just the day after Christmas. But when you look at some of these teams, the ACC South, the team we normally forget to talk about is Clemson, just because Stabs is not a person we normally talk about because of his prestige and how noble he is in his league is kind of less is kind of lesser compared to the other people. But Clemson right now, so I'm going to say is my ACC favorite. And when you look at the preseason export the pre- in the preseason news, you're going to see a little bit more why I like Clemson so much. When you look at the Clemson roster, you're going to bring in Ray Grant, who's a really nice guard. 
from Decatur, Georgia, about 40 minutes from my old home. He's a good shooter. He's going to have a lot of impact on that shooting. He's going to be a big shooter. He will come really big for Clemson. Who really is going to need that shooting? Because they are so big of a team, they don't have another guard besides James Jaquez. And so when you add him to that roster with Jaquez, with Ronnie Thomas, and Jarrell Meek, you're looking at a really solid team. Because now you're a little bit more balanced. We'll be a little more balanced when they play teams like Georgia Tech, Miami, Duke. I don't know. I think we play them. I don't know who. When we go to marketing, I'm going to talk about that a little bit more. But Clemson has set themselves up to be a really nice roster and be a really nice team. And maybe I want to look at the talent rankings real quick to see where they are. Yeah, they're only 11, so I would kind of put them in this dark horse national championship team because of the talent that's on the Clemson roster. Now the other team we need to talk we're going to keep talking about in the ACC South because there's five teams you got to talk about in that division is Georgia Tech. A really disappointing end to last season. Had a big win against Michigan to lose heartbreakingly in the national tournament. In the Elite A, actually. And the big story with Georgia Tech is the loss of Mark Morris. Let me slow down real quick. And when you lose Mark Morris, when you lose someone who puts up 34 PER at 18 points a game and is so talented, that is obviously going to be really hard to to replace. Joshua Major is nice. I like Darrell Johnson. I like Carl. Carlisle, I think he's going to have a really nice sophomore campaign, but they didn't add anybody to this team. And so Georgia Tech, honestly, is going to take a little bit of a step back compared to everyone else in the ACC South. They're probably going to end up being the third or the fourth team in the ACC South just because they lost one big key piece and they never added anybody. So they're going to have a nice season. They're probably going to win about 20 something game, 20 plus games. Yeah, nice team, but I just don't see losing Mark Major. Are they really going to be able to come back strong and then go back and try to win the ACC? I don't see it happening. And then the other, then the other real major player in the ACC South is Duke. And honestly, Duke, this could be the year for the, for the Dukies. And the reason being, Barry Tate's going to have a really nice season. Dante, Dante Stringer's really good. Yeah, more the Brooklyn Vic. And Vic progresses as much as I think he's going to progress, which is into like the 78, 79 range. That is going to be really hard for anyone to be able to match up with that. Because you also have Mark Ols- Marcus Olsen, who's really going to be underrated. You're going to have Peter Wallace, Callahan, Brandon Short. You're going to have so many people you can plug in into big game situation, Duke's just going to be a really deep roster, a roster that could really give some people some matchup nightmares because they're going to be small. They're going to be a smaller team. And Stanford last year, who won it, was a big – they have big, but what really separated them from everyone else with their small play, that's how Memphis made it to the national championship. They were really small. And so when you see a team that's a smaller Duke, which is able to run past people, 
that is a roster I really like. Given the fact of what won last year, which was a small team, you wanted to be small to win, which I didn't think, which was opposite of what we were saying for throughout the season. But I feel like that could be a common dream for next year. North Carolina State is the fifth ACC team we're going to talk about. And we're going to talk about one or ACC, ACC South team. And I think y'all pretty much know who it's going to be. But when you look at North Carolina State, you look at a team that really is going to need progression because they didn't add anybody. And they don't have Rawls. So they kind of are – that's actually good that they had eight Josh's so they couldn't lose anybody. So that's really – actually really fortunate for the fans out in Raleigh because if they had to add people to this team, North Carolina State would have been going right back into the tank. But if you look at North Carolina State, you'll have McGinnis and Brandon Ingram, hopefully to have nice senior campaigns. Austin, Phillips, Casker, and Kyle Taylor should be here. There's going to be enough guys to where even if they don't get the coach for like two, three years, they'll still be good enough to probably make the national tournament just because of how many guys are still going to be on the team. Unfortunately, next season, they're going to lose one, two, three, four, five. So y'all can't hear me. I'm trying not to be loud. But there are other people Oh, wait, let me get back to what I was saying. North Carolina State will probably have a, be a really nice team this year. Next year, then I'll be a little bit concerned. Two years from now, they don't have a coach. North Carolina State's going to be done for. Because there's one other team that can make a really run for them, and that is North Carolina. And is North Carolina going to be good this year? Heck no. Okay, it will not be good this year. Um, will I win more than five games? Hope, I, I hope they do. If this team doesn't win more than five games, then there are some real problems. But they have – actually, I don't know how they set themselves up. They will probably have a bounce back year. Not – Winning more than like 12 games. I've kind of seen them as a 12, 13 team win maximum. They're not going to win that many games. But you're going to be able to bring back McKinney. You have Paul Fultz. You have Thomas Allen. I think there's supposed to be some nice people coming from North Carolina this year. Meaning that. Alright guys, <clears throat> I'm doing take on me now. Oh wait. I I really I really like this song, it sounds good. Mine in the way 
I don't know what to mine or mine this anyway. In this Minecraft day, so beautiful and further down. What's that I found? Mine diamonds. Mine diamonds. All right. Who's the comedian? Who who's the funny person out here? Eden? Was that Eden? Let's go to bot channel real quick. Somebody's a funny, someone thinks they're funny and you're not. Whoever that is, you're not going to win the national championship. You're going to get knocked out in the first round. Thanks for the money, Tim. But North Carolina, hopefully, honestly, if I was Bryce, I probably would have looked for guys who would be on my team for the next two, three years. I feel like he tried a little bit too hard to come in and completely rebuild this roster in one season, which I try to do. But it kind of, it doesn't work like that anymore. It's it's unfortunate, probably not. Because when Alex came in, his first year at Georgia Tech was horrible. He won like ten I was I didn't even think he won he may have won ten games. May have. I didn't remember. He won 10 games his first season at Georgia Tech. Because, yep, his first season he won 10 games. Then the next year he won 24. And so, rebuilding now is it has to be a long process. It's not a one year take over the thing. Because when you look at the North Carolina roster, I mean, they have Paul folks who should be solid throughout his career. You have McKinney, who's also going to be solid, and Thomas Allen. But let's say these people, but it's really dependent on those potential ratings staying as high as they really need to be. Because they they really don't have any young talent. Because their two best players, and the only two players above a 60, are a junior and a senior, and a super senior, and a senior. William Price is going to be a senior next year. Dustin Henry is going to graduate next year. So I North Carolina is gonna be a team I'd really keep my eye out on. What is it? Our second request was Lum. He wanted me to talk about TCU. So we're gonna talk about TCU. And when you look at TCU, this is the program trying to look like they play basketball out here. They're trying to I mean they still don't. Yeah, they still don't. Lum, luminous. When they when you look at this roster, uh, they're not making the national tournament. 
it, they're not. Chad Tron, Chad Tron, Chan, whoever you want to pronounce this man is going to be good. Hopefully, Wilson and Jonathan Wood progressed. Hopefully, Jose Daniels progressed. There's too many what ifs for this, for me to constantly say they're a national tournament team. Can they make the national tournament? Yeah, they can. But things are going to have to definitely go their way in progression. And so, my overall take on TCU is stick the football. Gary Patterson's really good. He's a great head coach. Y'all have something good going there. Stick with what you're good at. Stick with what you're good at. Our third request. Keep sending in those requests because I need things to talk about here. Our third request was a Ethan interview. So, Ethan, you ready for this interview? Yeah, I'm eating some Cherry Coke Mike and Ike's right now. What? I'm eating some Cherry Coke Mike and Ike's right now. Great. They're pretty How's good. Your How's your Christmas? It was pretty good. Uh, I had a seat in the hoodie. So once we have them in here, I can wrap it. Uh, yeah. So let's, so let's talk about this team. So obviously the big the signing of Travis Upchurch, the 20th overall prospect. How do you see him fitting into your rotation this season? Yeah, he should be a starter because I promised him that, and I make good on my promises, except for when I told Taylor Pope I'd be his coach all four years. Awkward. Uh, anyway, yeah, Travis is a great player. He's he's a really good combo guard. Um, You know, I think he's going to fit in great. We're going to have a kind of size problem this year, but, you know, I think – I think I don't think that's going to be that big an issue, considering how well how good we're going to be at shooting. Last season, y'all had a really disappointing loss in the national tournament in the first round. A team that how was that disappointing? People, we were the fifth seed. Yes. Like every but, time you lose is obviously disappointing, but I mean we weren't favored to win. It's like, dude, Creighton's good. I know. But y'all haven't won a y'all haven't won a national tournament game in a long. Actually, y'all haven't won a national tournament game since 2019. Yeah, I went to the final four. How do you uh, see this team get, be able to get over that hump and actually win a national tournament game? Well, you know, I think we have the talent to do so. Well, uh, you know, I don't believe in curses, uh, so. I think when the NT is just so crazy, uh, only team can win any night. We've just gotten unlucky, but I think this is the most talented team we've had um, since my first year here. And that was when we lost to UCLA, which, you know, that's kind of disappointing. But, yeah, we've made good strides to get back, and uh, I think we have one of the more talented teams uh, in the country this year. Lazy. With Michigan taking in so much talent this yeah. this year's recruiting class, but everyone else more or less struggling getting off, it really is a two team. In my opinion, it's a two team race for y'all in the division. How do you see your team matching up with Michigan this season? I think we need to worry about Ohio State first. They got really, they got really good young talent. Um, I think our division, which for years has been not great, is finally like great. Uh, for years we've had like on the inactive coaches. Uh, just not coach teams. But now you look at our top four, it's Michigan State, uh, UConn, Ohio State, 
and uh, Michigan. That's like four. That could be four national tournament teams. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be a really tough division. Um, even though Michigan's obviously, I think they're going to be the best team in the country this year. But um, there's going to be lots of opportunities for them to drop games, and all their games are going to be competitive. Wait, when also looking at this team, you also got a really nice connection at Benito but Montoya out of his first season. How do you think he's going to progress with Douglas Brown to their sophomore campaign? Uh, you know, I think they're both really talented players. Uh, Benito's can do everything, but he's really good at passing, um, obviously top freshman assist man. Um, considering I'm bringing in more talented players, um, we're still going to have the ball in his hands, so his assist numbers are definitely going to improve. He's just going to develop his all-around game more, and I could, he's just going to be a triple-double machine this year. Honestly, every coach wants to win the national championship every single year. Yeah. What is your goal for this team as a team? Uh, well, you know, every year I have four goals. First goal, win the national tournament. Second goal, win at the Big North. Third goal, go 30-0. and And fourth goal, beat Kentucky. That's all I strive for. Man, these Cherry Coke Mike and Ikes are disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Thank you for your time. Hope you have a great season this year. Thank you, fake news. Our, what is it? Next one, next request. It was to talk about the PCC. And he also said talk about Arizona. But Arizona, the last time I checked, it's it in the PCC. I don't know. Maybe they got switched out for like Texas Tech. But we're going to talk about. Now can y'all hear me? A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, L, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V. Penis stiffy, uh, come real sticky, uh, finna dick me, uh, booty hole, 50 cops.
my booty like a willy nigga, nigga I'm for really nigga in the bed with them booty killers and them booty niggas we wake up taking booty pictures in the nudies nigga yo straight dude you were losing nigga fuck me smoother nigga fucking poop straight on my nigga dick on the low he only want me for my dickhead he don't want no, no. more man that's all he really used me for and kicked me on you're not funny <laughs> you're you're still not funny. Is that the first thing we're talking about in the PCC after that, whatever that was, is the Stanford Cardinal. You're defending champion for some strange reason with a grand total of <laughs> okay. I... With a grand total of six players. Six? Six players? Ah, ah, ah. This is all you need. Oh my god. I think they're going to get big production out of Dan Douglas Lenglois with his 30 overall. I think he's gonna have a great season for him at the shooting guard position. <laughs> oh my god, it's funny, and they're all the way at fifty fifth in talent. The sad part is they're still better than Auburn and Gonzaga, and. You know, all the, the fact that they're 35th in talent with just six players, show how talented they're. Dick in my neck, I don't have pity for you, straight niggas. That's the way I feel. Screaming black cock batter, all the black cock sticking in my ass just to get a thrill. Yo, y'all not funny. That y'all not funny. If y'all, if y'all were talking, would you want me to to have that playing while y'all were trying to talk? But Stanford should have a great season. I don't. Stanford's gonna take a hit. Let's just say that they did win the national championship. But if they win the national championship, I will quit. I will. I will give up on this game. If Stanford wins the national championship, TCU has a better chance for a national championship than Stanford. The fuck Stanford trying to do out here? All this means is that Stanford will end up having the number one recruiting class, but next year, but as for this year, we can just make fun of Stanford this year and Hassel, unless he finds a way to rig it. Stanford a national championship, everybody. Now the other team in the PCC Coastal that I want to talk about and my favorite for the PCC is someone that Hazel is such a huge fan of, Cal. And the reason why Cal is going to be so good is that you have Ty Rogel, you have Jack Larson, you're going to be able to size this up with Michael De, De La Cruz. They just brought in a really solid class. 
you're really interested to see how they decide to make this rotation work. Because cause there's a lot of different options they could go with this. Because you can have, what is it? You can have John Harper side out. You can have Dela Cruz side out. You can have Jack. You can even end up benching Jack Glorson. You have Tyver. There's going to be a lot of different things to be able to do with this roster. It's actually pretty balanced. There are bigger, bigger, which may not work well given how Stanford won the national championship last season. But Cal's a legit national championship team. The other team we want to talk about is Arizona. And they're not winning a national championship. Moving on. Now let's talk about Colorado State. With Colorado State, they actually didn't lose as much talent as you really think they would. Colorado State may actually be better than last season. Now, there are two guys over roster, so Richard Breen, I'm sorry, Richard Breen, then you had a great campaign, probably had a great training camp, but with a 16 overall, you're not making the roster. But Franklin Boer, Atwood, Crum, and Salvador Lopez are all coming back. You have Todd Hill, you have David Cameron, you have Howard Ryak, you have Jose Clark. Kyle, Colorado State can still have a really good season. They actually be a better team than that last season. And when we see progressions, it's going to be a little bit easier to say who's going to be good and who's not. Back to the PCC Coastal is going to talk about the Ducks. And we want to talk about the Ducks. You have Marine who hopefully progresses. But Hi Blake. Hi. But when you look at Oregon. When you look at Oregon and you look at this roster. You look at the roster, it's it's solid. I like the roster. The thing is that one guy in the 70s, Adam Mahaney, who's going to have a really good season next year. Probably going to make my shortlist for player of the year. You have Charles Lane, you have Trimbley, you have Darrell Brooks, you have Thomas Duffy. They're going to have a really nice team this season. Now, do I think they're going to win the BZC? No. But I feel like there's a national championship threat right now? No. Do I think they're going to be a solid team? Yes. When you look at Clinton, One of the things. One of the things I do like about Creighton is that they are a little bit more balanced. I think like they're going to be a sleeper team in the PCC. Because. You have Robert Foss, who's going to end up having a really nice season next year. Atlanta native, so I always like that. 
Lamar Cook, who's also be really nice next year. You have Hancock, you have Brownfield, you have Tony Walker, and you have John Johnson, who averaged a ridiculous 29.6 PER off the bench. I hope he has a really... I really hope this man gets a chance to start because because of how nice of a season he had off the bench. That, in my opinion, is worthy of at least getting recognition, at least getting the chance to start. Did you already talk about Kentucky? I'm talking about Kentucky when you win the SEC. Now on the Arizona State, you have Margaret. Arizona State's going to be really interesting because they don't have a point guard. They have two shooting guards in Alturi and Elvis Benton. But this is just a really small roster with a grand total of nine players. And the thing about Arizona State is that, yes, Indiana did have a really nice season last year with nine players. But I don't like any roster with only nine players. I just feel like you just need more people who can actually step into a game. But it's a solid team. It's going to probably be a lot easier to talk about them. When we get the progressions. And so that may And the final team we're going to talk about in the PCC is UCLA. And the reason why we're talking about UCLA is because they have a pretty nice... Nice roster? No. They're going to be better than Stanford. But... I really like Elliot Stewart. I feel like Elliot Stewart can have a really nice senior campaign. Lynn Denny's probably going to have a really good. Jerry Butler, Richard Gold. This could be a sleeper team in the PCC to look out for. Thank you, Milkman. A boy! Ew! Uh, man! I hate you. I hate you. No, Nice job, Cam. Nice job. Fuck a beat. I was trying to beat a case. But I ain't beat that case, bitch. I went to jail. Now a nigga gon' take my fucking booty. Already got raped four times today. Get raped, then I go out my way. But I get raped again anyway. Rob, rob, rob a nigga booty. Now that nigga gay. Oh yeah, we forgot to talk about one team. The, what is it? PCC. Last team we're gonna talk about in, is BYU. Yeah, Jeffrey Lynch, Paul Sanders, gonna have really nice seasons, but BYU is just not gonna be that good. Off for the PCC, we're gonna talk about. Is the PCC the BYU? Kentucky. Kentucky. Who's 
Travis Perry's gonna have a really nice season. But when you look at Kentucky, eh, I really don't know what to make of this roster. And there's actually a lot of rosters that there isn't. There's only so much you can really talk about with some of these rosters because we don't have the progressions yet. Now, I'm gonna go a little bit off base. And talk about my recruiting predictions. And not recruiting predictions, but my recruit predictions. Who's going to be good and who's not going to be good? I said my bust was what is it? Dylan War, not Dylan Warlick. What is it? Fred Hart. Fred Hart was my bust. It was either Fred Hart or Jack Larson. I don't remember. Actually, I didn't talk about this. I don't remember what I talked about. I actually forget what I just said. It was Jack Larson. You know what? I'd be happy this man was a bust because he's on a cow. So please be a bust. But I feel like... I don't feel like Jack Larson's going to be a bust. I feel like he's going to have a really solid season given the place he's going to be in. I don't think he's going to be a bust in terms of stats, though. I just don't feel like he's going to produce with the other guys on this roster. Yeah, I never said Kentucky was bad. It's just I don't really know what to make of this roster before progressions come out. Yeah, actually, here's a team I do want to talk about is Missouri. And we look at Missouri, they may not jump off the page as someone who's going to be really, really solid. Okay. If you get Bassett in hands, you know, maybe really, really good. I don't, I still don't think you're going to beat Missouri. Look at this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys in the 60s, and one, two, three, four, five, six guys in the 50s. That's a really – they have the potential for potentially eight, nine guys in the 60s. If you're looking at a national championship team and you, you don't talk about Missouri, who – Hint, hint, it's going to be in my top 10. In my preseason rankings. I feel like Missouri is actually going to be a really, really, really solid team. Because they're balanced. They have talent all over the place. They have the potential to have a really solid campaign. And because they're in the SEC, they're going to be able to rack up a little bit more wins. But when you look at the SEC, the be- the biggest thing for them is that they got talent spread out throughout the league. And so I really like what the SEC did this recruiting class. They're probably the story of, the, of it. They're probably the story of recruiting. 
Wednesday night story, a conference who had lost its ways, lost its head coaches. <laughs> I'm sick. Not ACC. Is the ACC the story? Of the, no. The ACC is the story because they've lost so many coaches. That's what I thought you said. Now let me offer this as a rebuttal. All right, too many people are coming on. It's a real in the podcast early today. Is there any other last minute things I want me to talk about? We're talking about Notre Dame. And the thing about Notre Dame is that you wouldn't think this rocket. I talked about Notre, I talked about Notre Dame when we talked about the ACC. But you wouldn't think this roster would be as good as it potentially could be, given how many people they lost. Now, next year could be a little bit of a. I want to say a little bit of a challenge because I think they're only four stars. It's only four stars available. Oh, TCU's. Talking about why Nebraska will win a national tournament because Nebraska will somehow become bloody murderers and terrorize the rest. Wait, how many scholarships? You only have two scholarships available next season? You only have... Even... They only have two scholarships to replace. One, two, three, four juniors? And next year's recruiting class? Yeah. That's what I thought. Three. And so next season will be a little bit interesting from her name. Yes. Who are they really going to get to get this roster better? But after next year, they're probably solid. They're still ACC contenders, given their division. But I feel like North, I feel like North needs a solid squad. I think, what is it, top 15? No, you're top 20. You're 19th in talent.
What if New England? What if the New England Patriots changed their name to the New England High Fives? Then that would then that would make no sense. <laughs> New England. You want to go play on your Nintendo Switch? No, I'm eating my cereal. You can play on the Nintendo Switch and eat your cereal. I know, but I'm lazy. I, it's also charging. I don't want to have to run upstairs. Well, that's always a reason. Now go eat your cereal. Hey. <laughs> that was nice. That was nice. But yeah, Nebraska's not winning the national tournament. Any, I feel like that was all the requests. So, next podcast will be after. Is oh, we want to talk about Purdue? We're talking about Purdue. And when we look at Purdue, yeah, they're not making the national tournament. Moving on. Yeah, Michael Stan. What is it, Michael Stanley? Is it Michael Stanley? Yeah. No, William Stanley. Yeah. Yeah. How did it become a dolphin thing? Uh, T Pain. And I was like three, so that makes sense. <laughs> also, have, I also do have all. <laughs> this is just a really big T-shirt. Go <laughs> away, Blake. God. You've over did your visit. <laughs> I did a really good t-shirt. I have to. Oh, just Mississippi State. I don't even know how Mississippi State could possibly going in a negative <laughs> uh, negative direction. But they're going in a negative direction. I mean, their best player is <laughs> out for 46 <laughs> games. Their best player is out for 46 games. <laughs> the Mississippi State River. So I don't even know I could go in that kind of direction. I think that's what the bottom looks like. Yeah. If we need, if we had a pit of misery, that's exactly yeah. what it would be. Yeah. The Mississippi State failures. <laughs> so that's all I mean like that was all the, that's all the requests I'm taking until next week podcast not next podcast but next podcast will be the preseason podcast we'll have a lot to talk about we hopefully will get another interview in. I'm hoping that Virginia Tech will also be there to co-host. That's it, except for one last thing. Oh, Nebraska. Yeah, Nebraska needs to give up on basketball. 
with Kobe as head coach. They just need to give up. Even though one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, you, LeBron's got six. There's six guys over the open roster spot. So I don't even know what what they're Damn. even trying to accomplish. Damn. Are four Gators good? Uh, no, no. Eighty-eight and eight. Not even close. Hey. <laughs> Their record is nineteen and eleven. Okay, that's actually pretty good. No, it's not. Given they're in the SEC, no, it's not. At least they have more wins. Yes, it can be worse. You can be TCU. Which is who? Who is? What's their record? What is it? Fifteen, fifteen. Look at that's pretty bad. If you're thinking about it properly, <laughs> out of thirty games, you you won fifteen and you lost fifteen. Or you could be just South Carolina and won one the game. They're one in twenty nine. Yeah. Uh. Pick yourself up, Blake. Or you can be Texas A&M, the team that lost to South Carolina. Sting. No, no, <laughs> you don't do that. No. <laughs> How did Texas A and M lose to South Carolina? Because they're just They're just that stupid. Wow, Blake. <laughs> or did that they don't know how to play basketball? You lost yes. to South Carolina. You know, this is Notre Dame. Okay. Daddy would be happy. He would be happy. 29 and 1. Who did they lose to? What is it, Syracuse? Or what's their record? 27 3. Okay, that makes sense. That kind of makes sense. Yeah, your dad would be happy. But unfortunately, he's not. Yeah. Take me to church, shower, kick like a song, and shine of his light. I just changed what I just changed it a little bit. And the shine of his light, I'll give you my sins and you can shop tonight. Psych. 
You thought. Arizona's be nice. And they should have the potential to be a, have a really nice season. I like their roster. But given how everyone else is, I don't think they'll be that good. Goodbye, everybody.